there all, Mohammad Najmi here. Hope you're all doing well. So recently I've been thinking about adding more of a FaceTime element to my podcast. This uh, podcast of mine, the World of Mohammed's podcast, where I cover history and mythology. But I thought, you know, uh, add a section to express my thoughts with as much balance and wider context as I can muster. and this is it basically like the beginnings of it at least um frequency wise probably thinking once a week or something like that um hopefully the quality of the recording will get better eventually or not i mean doesn't really matter does it at this point um is the message and thoughts that really count i guess i will cover a wide range of topics um i'm mostly trying to bring some context to the social commentary of our times and sharing few bits of my own philosophy of life along the way and also perhaps through um your listening and your engaging with me um it will evolve my philosophy of life even further um uh, you know the new information that i can get new perspectives that i can listen to or uh, take into consideration that always helps you know because that is a key component you know we must um never be too rigid uh with our own thoughts so this episode or whatever you want to call it is um just an introduction to what i'm thinking about doing and who i am briefly so now you know what i'm doing and how i'm going to be inflicting the pain of me on you um uh, let me introduce myself and a bit of introduction to my um thoughts and like the thought process sort of a thing you know so um if i think about it um at heart i am a wandering soul in all aspects of my life like a wandering soul who has found a home here um but still a wandering soul nonetheless right not just physically i mean like i mean with my thoughts and perspectives of life and the in the my personal life and the world around me you know so yeah i mean that's basically best that can describe me like okay so just to give like a bit of background i was born in in you know where i was born and where i've lived why i have a weird accent and you know whatever you guys might be wondering um i was born in kuwait in the middle east um was 4 years old when the gulf war happened we went briefly uh, uh to pakistan because i was born of uh, pakistani family so that's my sort of heritage so we went to pakistan traveled by road uh, from kuwait to pakistan you know in travel times and stuff but not during the gulf war and then after a year came back to kuwait when everything was fine so i lived in kuwait f- for 15 years till i was 15 years old just that bit of a gap in between of when we were during the gulf war and then after that uh moved to pakistan and lived there for like i think so 9 years to a decade like somewhere in between that and um you know um those 9 10 years were like pretty formative years for me um which led me to leave that country um because you know there was um probably some fundamental uh, fundamental disagreements in my head with them So I left there and I came to England 
and I've been here since then. As soon as I came here, I found it, you know, I just found a connection that I'd been looking for all my life. And yeah, so I've been living here for almost 13 or so years till this, you know, whenever this uh, I decide to release this, it's probably way over 13 years anyways. And um, yeah, so that's that's sort of like briefly uh, my journey. Now, my journey also includes a lot about the religion and stuff. And there are times when you will hear me talk about Islam. Um, so for those who don't know, I left Islam as an all-consuming ideology a long time ago. And I have no intention of ever going back to it. I found its fundamentals to be eventually to be corrupted. You know, So I critique elements of it now and then. But... I do not like being defined by my opposition to it, if you know what I mean. That is why I don't classify myself like as an ex-Muslim. You won't see that on my bio or something. You know, I mean, it is who I am. And in the context of Islam, if asked, I would say that is who I am uh, because it's easier to explain that way. But that doesn't define me as a person. You know, I have grown indifferent to it now. But at the same time, I want people to know that when I critique it, I critique the ideology and what it makes people do and what people eventually do then, you know, as a result of it. I am doing it because I want Muslims, well-meaning Muslims, uh, to understand the reality, you know, sort of like they need to face it. They need to understand the reality and the trap um, they find themselves in and break those shackles. You know, they need to face uh, the realities of that religion and understand that it needs fundamental reforms um, if it wants to coexist and progress in the future. Uh, because it is the Muslims in majority, it is the Muslims themselves who suffer most as a result of its own, you know, extremism. I've lived among these people in two different countries. You know, I was born there and they are sort of my heritage. You know, I have exposure of uh, living in, being born in Kuwait, you know, from a Pakistani family. In Kuwait, there was like a lot of other cultures and stuff that I, you know, saw as well in, in the Muslim context. And, um, you know, people from different areas, people from Iran, people from like Lebanon like, and so forth, people from Pakistan, people from India, you know, people from Bangladesh, whatever, you know. Um, and also having lived in Pakistan for so long, I saw a different perspective. You know, there's so many different regions in Pakistan. Pakistan is not just one country, so to speak, you know. They're different provinces, they're different languages. They're not different dialects, they're different languages, they're different cultures, there's a different way of thinking, you know. So there's a lot more to that country and those people, you know, and they're not just, they can't be clumped into one. And coming over here, it's a different perspective of Islam that, again, I haven't encountered that much in other areas, right? And, and exposure to cultures comes like that, you know, like I've been married to a Polish uh, person, like my wife is Polish and I've been married to her for um, 10 years, a bit over 10 years and I've been with her for 12 years. So that's another sort of perspective of Catholic side of uh, Christianity comes into as well, you know. 
But when it comes to um, Islam, like many lives and talent and ingenuity, just forgotten and lost in the sea of hatred, that they, that, this is important, right? That they themselves are um, responsible for, they need to take responsibility for it. Not not just distance themselves and say, oh, it's just the extremists. It's, you know, sort of like they are enabling that by not reforming the religion itself. So they must realize that it cannot carry on like this. But like I said, in one of um, the posts on social media that I uh, put out, I think it's on Twitter as well, if you don't want your own people to live happy and free lives, if you don't want to coexist uh, with the rest of us, and then don't don't cry when you get slapped, you know, for it. Don't act the extremist and then try playing the victim, because that's just gaslighting. So now some of you might say or think like that I seem a bit flaky on this topic, and well, I'm not like you know I I just don't pick teams, you know. Hey man, I'm not on your team, right? So so get that out of your head straight away. I know we all have tribes and we all, in a way or another, will keep on having tribes because we are social animals. But I prefer wider tribes right, without picking internal teams within that wider tribe. What do I mean by that is um, my tribe for now is Britain and even wider is the West, you know. And within that paradigm, I prefer enough flexibility to move my thoughts around. I do not define myself as an opposition to some ideology. Um, I don't make that into my identity. I So I don't def- identify as an ex-Muslim or an atheist or anti-woke or any of those terms, even though I might share their views to a larger extent. And why is that? It's because if I make myself anti-something, I straight away lose the ability to even listen or consider the opposing opposing voices. And those voices are necessary to constantly rethink your position, make your own points stronger and improve and grow as a result of it. But that doesn't mean that when a situation presents itself that you cannot pick a side on that topic or on that like it on that situation you need to have inner, enough moral conviction to in in the moments choose your side but it doesn't mean that you have a predetermined side and no matter what you will go along with it that for me is a problem uh, so and when you make yourself an anti something like an an, an ex muslim or like an anti islam or anti um, atheist or anti-woke and stuff like that so you can't go back and forth on it or you can't try to understand the points now when it comes to Islam to a wider extent I will share the thoughts of people who are anti-it to a large extent and I am anti-it to a large extent I always say like Islam is not an identity oh sorry not an ideology that is a friend of the West it is in opposition to the West. So naturally, if I'm for the West, then I will be anti-Islam, right? But I am i don't identify, I don't make my identity around being anti-Islam because that means I'm, I become all-consuming and I am unable to dip in and out of few things to try to 
promote reforms within the religion that can make it coexist or I can also think of it in this way that, you know, I'm against you being over here and imposing yourself here in the West. But that doesn't mean that if you are there where you are, that I need to be against you constantly because that's for you and your people to decide and to reform and do whatever you want. Like, you know, you come over here, you play by our rules or, you know, you don't play then, you know, that sort of a thing. But if I'm completely against that, then I don't really, you know, have that enough flexibility. So, I mean, that is me in a nutshell. This is how I've always been. Um, although I lost my way um, for almost a decade uh, after leaving Islam completely, because yeah, that was a hard time, I think, like uh, mentally. I had to remake myself, so to speak. Um, but out of it, returned my core self of wanting wanting to be for something rather than against something and also not forming teams you know i do not like i say i do not want to have conclusions uh, of conversations that i've never had uh, or the ones that i'm still having you know that th that seems counterproductive to me the core difference between philosophy and theology is that with theology being already assuming the certainty of god as a presupposition before exploration you know I, I, that is a fundamental difference i would say like within me so you know and politically as well like i'm i am like that i'm centrist for most parts uh, view things topic by topic lean one way or another and that that's the thing like being a centrist doesn't mean like no matter what you just stay in the middle and you just stay on the fence uh, you know for me centrist means that you don't have presuppositions you don't pick your team straight away uh, or be so rigid about your loyalty in those regards but when a topic comes in then you lean one way or the other um, you know on the spectrum of po politics depending on what is best the, the best outcome the best solution for the you know for the nation in the long run right so you, you need to be strong on those things and then stick to it you know so so i like finding solutions not political tribes uh, as it really should be uh, these politicians were supposed to you know work for us they're public servants uh, but instead we have made them into arbitrators of our private life and our relationships and so forth and our thinking like you know everything is knee deep into politics for some reason you know stop giving your loyalty to uh, political parties come on like the the politicians might or might not care about you but the collective or um, uh, the collective of the political party that definitely does not care about you as a primary it cares about itself it's it cares about its own sustainability and there's nothing inherently evil with that or classified as evil with that it is just the nature of the beast that's how they will survive they need to take care of their priorities you know so lend your support to policies and uh by extension to anyone of any party who have 
proposed or is in favor of the policies you want implemented in your local areas and in your country you know why do you want yourself and your um town or city or county to be classified as a blue or a red wood have you ever thought about that you want to be that predictable i mean people are proud of it really you're proud of being so predictable and giving political parties so much leeway that broadly speaking they always have your support unless they do something drastically wrong right it is like being proud of being a, a human bot you know you're proud of being a robot break out of it you know keep them guessing keep them honest that would be my way of thinking so anyways i've chewed um, enough uh, of your time today um that is sort of me as i said and that is my message for today hopefully you will hear more from me in the coming days in one form or another probably weekly um really depends on how much time i can get and how much of the recording that i can do any specific things you want me to cover let me know any comments any questions anything really you know so you know um just about that and yeah anyway that is it take care be good and thank you so much for listening